boy. Good morning, everybody. Handel and uh, the morning crew. Big stories that we're uh, covering today. Uh, DACA or DACA, federal judges ruled uh, DACA continues and has to accept new applicants. And the travel ban, Supreme Court is hearing all kinds of arguments about the travel ban. Where is it, where's it going to go? Is it going to be upheld? And it will. And then the Cosby trial, deliberations. I was just talking to uh, Neil Savager about whether I think uh, Bill Cosby is going down. I think he is. All right. It's time for our segment of uh, the House Whisper, uh, brought to you by uh, Sunlux, the official solar company of home, right here on KFI, and my official company, because they're putting a system in my house. And mine. And yours. Well, they've already done yours. Yeah, and, and I recommend them to all of my clients. You do, for the best value. And I went to you and I said, what do you think? Oh, yeah. So for the best value in solar, dial pound 250 and say Sun Lux. Sorry about my voice going out a little bit. I'm in three days now. Uh, and I'm, incidentally. What's the deal? I don't know. I don't have a sore throat. I am, uh, I don't have a cold. I feel fine. No you, fever. You need some more of this incredibly average coffee uh, from yeah. the new machine. Uh, and I have uh, oh, the new machine up in. Uh, Which, by the way. Let's just let's just start off the segment talking about important breaking news. The new machine. It now has two spouts, two places where you can put your cups. But as far as I can tell, you can still only set it up to pour one cup at a time. So I'm not exactly sure what that second platform is for. Good and point. what's with the lids today? Those white little flimsy, it was like a throwback to the 1970s. Okay. I should have a styrofoam cup. Good. And the little lid that you have to tear the lip on. Okay. Robin, if you're listening. uh, Just saying. Who's off topic today? Huh? (laughs) Just, I'm just putting that down on the table. All right. Now. And and now for, for a cunning transition. Yes. uh, Oh, very well said. All right. Aging in place. Uh, Yeah. This Sunday show, we're going to, we're going to talk about a, we're going to talk about in in many ways, uh, a major trend that's affecting the future of residential yeah. homes and home design and, and that's how people, we remodel. And people going back to... Boomeranging back. Kids boomeranging back home after they have uh, become adults, gone through college or done whatever, and back at home because of the economy and just the, the housing crisis in L.A., in Southern California. And adults boomeranging back with their kids... In the sense of uh, what we call aging in place, which is instead of sending mom and dad off to the nursing home or the senior care facility or leisure village, more and more, both economics and cultural trends are having us all living I'm ass- under the same roof. Again. I'm assuming it's less economic than it is cultural. Uh, you go to Europe, for example, uh, South America, where I was born in Brazil. Kids stay at home until they're married. That's it. That's the bottom line. Right. That's the culture story. It is the culture. And no one ever goes off to an old age facility. Uh, They're at home until they die and families. There are are three generations of families. Yes. As it is for most of the world. And as it has been for almost all of the history of humanity on the planet. Well, they didn't have multi-generational living. Not that you had to worry about mom and dad past age 40 in the past. And there was no place that they were going to go anyway. So it was either outside the door or in the house. But we're really kind of in this interesting crisis where uh, urban areas, uh, the cost of living is going up. Wages are still low. There's no guarantee anymore that you get out of college with your degree and you just go and get yourself a great job and you jump out on your own. 
and mom and dad living into their 80s, 90s, which means there's a long period of time for extended senior care. Uh, and so these taken individually are crises in their own regard. And yet there's this very old world concept of multi-generational yeah. living, which in, a, in one sense offers a solution to the whole thing. Before I got married uh, to Marjorie, I lived and had a house with uh, a girlfriend. We were together for many years. And we ended up, we broke up, we ended up selling the place, and I didn't quite know what I was going to do. I actually moved back, and I was 35 years old uh, with my mom and dad, and I spent a year with them. Uh, now, I would be introduced to people because I was single, and people would set me up and go, hi, my name is Bill. I, I'm still at home. I live with my mom and dad. Now, granted, I didn't get laid that year very much. <laughs> It was See, a, that's it a, was a dry year. That's but that's thing. the culture. That's the culture. Right. It's a joke in our culture, right? Because our definition of success post World War II has been total independence. And you're, you know, there have been sitcoms and whole TV shows written around the idea of the loser who ends up back home again. When in reality, it is American culture, suburban culture over uh, the period of time from World War II to now. And that, is that has actually been the anomaly. So, and that's changing back. And we're now we're going back. We're, going, we're going, back. going back. Now, uh, there are some issues as to how to do this. Exactly. Because uh, if you have a traditional home and you're putting mom and dad in a guest room, the upstairs uh, guest room or downstairs, and they're sharing the kitchen, uh, if you're lucky enough, you have an ensuite bedroom where they are where they have their own bathroom but many many homes do not exactly uh, especially for that extra uh that uh extra bedroom that gets really tough right and so these are challenges there is no i'm not here to say there are simple solutions just do this and that but the fact of the matter is this is where our culture is going to the to the degree that there are now major home builders pardee homes lennar homes major i mean these are major corporate uh multi-state home builders that actually now have lines of homes. You can go out to San Bernardino and places in Orange County and uh, the outskirts of L.A. County and see Pardee and Lennar Homes. They're GenSmart suite homes and they're next-gen homes where they're actually advertising new homes, two homes in one. Uh, so what does that mean? That means that the, the main, the main home it. is being built, as you would expect, and attached to the main home, not a guest house in back, but attached to the main home is another bedroom suite with its own kitchen or kitchenette and its own separate entrance, but a common door into the house. And so it's there on the first floor for aging parents to have their own place of independence and yet being connected to, to the whole house. Uh, they don't necessarily have to come into the house to get the practicalities of life taken care of. Uh, they can function independently and yet they are connected when there's need there is access. So it's essentially kind of mom well, and dad or the kids living right next door. And I'm assuming as you're building it, it can't be that much more expensive. No, it's not about the expense. It's just about the design and the planning. Really? I mean, maybe you're adding another kitchen or kitchenette, but, the, but the that's house. small. Yeah, it's small. Oh. So it's really about the forethought. All right, we're going to come back uh, and we'll finish it up. Uh, just a couple of things in life. Uh, number one, paying taxes. Number two, aging. And number three, every day we give away a thousand bucks. That's never going to end either. <laughs> but that's twenty minutes. That's a twenty after. Okay, uh, back with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer, KFI. People try to put us to down. Talking about my generation, just because we get around. Talking about my 
We finish up uh, the segment every Wednesday with a house whisper, Dean Sharp. Uh, That's her- me. Yep, nine to eleven o'clock Here every single Sunday. And don't forget uh, the uh, the podcasts. And we also actually we archive the shows itself. Yes, on uh, the website, so you do not want to uh, miss those. It's really nice. The library of uh, stuff. It's probably the most. Uh, I think. Uh, the most usable thing we do here on KFI in terms of archiving our shows. Every mistake I've ever made is right there. Permanently yeah. recorded. All right. Now back we go to uh, the multi-generational living. Uh, parents coming back to live with uh, their kids or kids coming back to live with their parents, which right. is now. And we got all these terms for it. Boomerang. Sandwich parents. That's now the official term if you are the breadwinner who owns the house and your kids are coming back and your parents are coming back. You are the sandwich makes you're in the middle. All of these are just terms that we've come up with to describe something that humanity has done for uh, tens of thousands of years, which is just living under the same roof, right? Multiple generations living under the same roof. All right. So, uh, we talked about new homes being built this way, this way, but most people are not out buying brand new homes that are being built by developers. Right. So if you're retrofitting your existing home for these kinds of things, and obviously these are all just bullet points of things to consider, but in the hierarchy of what I think is important, obviously when you've got multiple generations of adults living under the same roof, you treat that different than two generations of adults and minor children. Minor children are not entitled to their own privacy, nor do you necessarily want them to have too much privacy. But multi-generations of adults need privacy. And so one of those factors of privacy really comes to sound, not to put you know too subtle a point on it. People need their own space to be in their own places, having their own conversations or whatever is going on in those rooms. So... Now comes the subject of interior wall insulation, something that most houses have exactly zero of because code does not require an interior wall to be insulated, only the exterior wall. And that only has to do with sound, right? In terms only sound. So it has nothing to do with insulation. No, from there's really no thermal benefits okay. to it because you're all sharing one space and the AC and the heat takes care of it. Unless you've got some room that's just getting blasted by sunlight all day long. But it really has to do with sound. So, again, that insulation, uh, if we go back into the podcast and pull up the soundproofing show, shouldn't be your normal fiberglass bats, which what you use for thermal. should be something like heavy denim or rock wool insulation that's that specifically mean, sound deadening. So that means you pull the wall down, right? One side. You'll pull drywall off of one side of the wall or the other so you can access it. And so you're not talking a huge amount of money. Drywall is not an expensive proposition. And so insulating a room for sound is not that difficult of a thing to gain the privacy that adults need from each other. So privacy, uh, personal space, this is the argument for having more than one TV in the house somewhere else. Because when there are multiple adults living under the same space, you know, you'll come home and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to watch this show. And you walk into the family room and somebody else is already watching a movie. So if there's any way to get to another space where you can do your own thing, you create those kinds of dual destinations. And then, of course, there are all of the issues having to do with aging in place. And that is the fact that physically we're growing uh, weaker, our more vision, frail. Yeah. more frail as we go. And, and that turns into things like comfort height toilets. 
in the bathroom. Comfort height meaning higher than normal toilet seats, so we don't have to make that deep squat bend down where a lot of accidents actually happen. A lot of people slip and fall. Uh, Grab bars, of course. Shower seats in the shower. Handheld sprayers in the shower as a, and a seat as opposed to relying on the shower head so someone can sit down and still bathe themselves. That's, uh, th- those, are, those are aspects of maintaining senior independence. Right, and those are dirt cheap. I they mean, are. One of the chairs is 30 bucks. You can take your existing shower head, change uh, the gooseneck, which is the pipe coming out the wall, put a little T on it so you can keep your shower head, and then coming off of that, and this is without disturbing any tile or anything, then coming off of that, you can get a wand. A handheld one hanging in the shower and a, a portable folding seat for the shower. And then, of course, if you're actually remodeling one of my favorite design elements now that we're doing in every bathroom we can, which is curbless showers, meaning there's no dam sticking up from the floor so that someone either with a walker or just scooting their feet on the floor, so you how, can scoot you, right into the shower. How do you keep the water from entering the bathroom, uh, the the flooring? Well, your your shower enclosure goes all the way down to the floor. Got it. And... The curbless shower, installing one, means that that the area of the shower, when you're remodeling, you recess that in the rough. You recess that four inches lower. Then by the time you build up, the same shower pan goes in there, all the same slope and the drain. But since you've recessed the rough floor four inches, by the time you build it all up, the tile in the shower flushes out with the tile on the rest of the floor. So it's a seamless transition. Also makes a small bathroom look way bigger. Because there's no line of interruption between the two. Got it. So that and a hundred more suggestions this Sunday morning. All right. Always uh, very.